The college experience database top 25 in recap on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by mybookie.ag. Sports are back, and mybookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's mybookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete for over $8 million in prizes across all contests. Enter the code SGP to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code SGP only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sports book with the NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, and college football back in action? Well, you need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter the code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co, promo code SGP20. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome to the College Experience Dantabase Top 25 in recap. My name is Colby Dant, aka Pick Dundee. In the place to be. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And I was picking games all weekend and, uh, you know, up and down a little bit. We're seeing the effects of, uh, of really, I mean, we're seeing the effects of COVID. I mean, look. I still went four and three on my locks, but I wake up and I switch my, I I was on Arkansas state plus 10 and a half. Originally for the whole week I was on Arkansas state and I wake up, I get a text from a friend saying, Hey, we got, they got like 16 players out. I think it was or 18, one of the two, including their entire linebacking core. So I quickly, quickly go over to, K state lock that thing, bet that thing and then lose money. What I didn't know was K state also had a bunch of players out for COVID. So it was kind of a fair game, which would have, if I had known that I would have stayed on Arkansas state. So that burnt. Then you get the UTSA, Texas state game, which I was aware early Saturday morning that, uh, you know, their quarterback, and a couple other players were out with COVID, but I thought, Hey, Vit played last year. Actually, I think I was aware on Friday, maybe. And, uh, Vit played last year, started games. They're going to be able to handle UTSA. And that game was the wildest game of Saturday. Probably definitely. I think, um, because that game was just complete chaos. We almost somehow backdoored that thing, but that game that that line went down to like five and a half lost that lock. Those are the two. I really feel like COVID affected. I'm going to make excuses. I'm going to tell you that COVID affected both my locks there. The third lock I feel like is just a a tough break. It just happens in gambling. Syracuse, North Carolina. This game was 10 to six going into the fourth quarter. Now sure. North Carolina had the ball inside the 10 when, you know, first play from the fourth quarter, they were inside the 10, I think even inside the five, but 10 to six going into the fourth Syracuse got a good kicker who also missed a 21 yard field goal. Look, he hits that field goal. We cover because UNC scores 21 in the fourth. Uh, Final score is 31 to six. I missed the cover with Syracuse. Uh, uh, I even got, uh, I bet it a couple times because I got it at 24 and one. And I thought no way. And they botched it. Um, now the locks I hit, cause I still had a winning week, 
but I feel like, man, I, I, I mean, first me and Patty see NC Nick talking, this is going to be incredibly hard to do this year. I think because even Syracuse had players sit out that we didn't know they didn't release that shit to the public. So we had no idea, but I still feel like Syracuse should have covered that game. I'm not going to make the excuse for COVID. I did lock up Pitt minus 27 against Austin P and Pitt's D line and, and secondary is elite. They just blew them out. Didn't allow a point. And uh, I locked up South Alabama who actually probably should have won out, right? Had their chance the up most of that game, but Tulane rallied, got the win locked up Louisville. My favorite two plays were South Alabama and Louisville. If you caught me on the periscope Saturday morning, those two hit. And, uh, and I think my, and, and then Charlotte coming through for me against app state, like I projected. Um, so those that four and three on my locks still a winning week, even though I felt like I should have been better, felt like I should have been better, but, uh, anywho, uh, let's get to, to recapping before I dive into the, the database top 25 and what the database top 25 is. Normally we don't have to do with COVID or deal with COVID seasons. So when I break down the top 25, I do it off of performance. It's the way I believe that we should do top 25 with college football and college basketball. I think preseason rankings are complete garbage. I think they favor name brands. And I think you should look at performance, then base your rankings. So we weren't going to do it last week. because not enough teams played, but I thought about it, but this one, we do have 25 teams that I, I, I can throw into this thing. So I will get to that, but we base it off of resume performance. Did they travel much more honest top 25 in my opinion? And we've been doing it for three years. So looking forward to doing that. Um, recapping this week, the sun belt, AKA the fun belt. Gotta love. I mean, you know me. I love. I love a good small school. I love the fact that they're coming in here and doing this to these to these big time schools, huh? So called big time schools. So some about stole the storyline, but we'll get to that Thursday. UAB Miami. Here's another thing: is I didn't realize UAB had a bunch of players out. I took UVA lost by or not UVA UAB. I took UAB plus six. I actually bet it at sixteen, but the spreadsheet says fifteen and a half. I still lost by a point, point and a half. And that's another one that apparently like seven or eight players. And they're really thinned on the defensive side of the ball because of COVID. Um, I'm not going to make, I mean, I don't know to me, uh, Bill Clark, good coach, but you got to start the backup quarterback. You got to start Tyler Johnson's not, I mean, it was obvious. It's obvious when you watch this team, I get it. Maybe he's going to run two quarterbacks. Cause maybe if COVID hits, one of the quarterbacks, uh, you know, you got the other one. So I understand that point of view, but tough break. UAB, uh, UAB was down 17 with five minutes left at the Miami 42 yard line had a fourth and seven and elected to punt. So I was a little pissed off at bill Clark. In my opinion, he waved the white flag. Look, you're only down 17 points. You're only down 17 points. There's five minutes left. It might even been like six minutes. What are you doing? You got to go for that. You got to go for that. You score a touchdown there, 10 point game, get an onside kick. You still got three timeouts. Come on, punt the ball, punt it on winning or, or and covering. Damn it. Uh, Miami though. Overall, I thought the, I wasn't overly impressed. Derek King still to me, passing the ball. Now I will say elusive and running. He's, he's, he's money, but passing the ball. I still think there's a lot of questions there. I'm very, uh, you know, opt- uh, optimistic that he'll get, I mean, I'm optimistic. He'll get better on the season, but overall, I think he was a bit overrated coming into the season and, and we'll see it as the weeks prolong. They get Louisville this week in Kentucky. Now Louisville's defense still not really good. So he might be able to have a, a, a great day, but, um, was not, uh, you know, taken back by D.R. King's performance. The Miami defensive line I thought was good, uh, which I expected. So, and the defense in general. So, there's that. Uh, Saturday's action, the nine o'clock games. Okay, yeah, Charlotte App State. I was all over this one. App State, uh, I think maybe came in a little overconfident. Once again, a new coach. I wonder if they'll be able to run this table, especially you're seeing how 
originally I thought they, they, they'll run the table. This guy's been there with Drinkowitz talking about Sean Clark, the new head coach of the Mountaineers, but he's been there with Drinkowitz. He was been, he was there with Satterfield. He played there with Jerry Moore back in the early nineties and he'd be able to, uh, you know, figure this thing out. It's his first game. It was raining. They had, they probably should have won by more points. Had they, they left a lot of points out there, but Charlotte made this thing a game. And I think Charlotte and Will Healy, I think this program is really going in the right direction. Keep an eye on Charlotte as the, uh, as the years continue on, especially this year. I think they're a player in the conference USA. Um, with that said though, uh, App State did find a way to get it done. They got two good running backs. They got uh, a, you know, a proven quarterback and Zach Taylor. I like this team. I, I, I think they're, they're better than that score represented and that performance represented. So we'll see this week when they, when they travel to Huntington, West Virginia, Charlotte also traveling to Chapel Hill to take on the tie heels. Um, next up, Arkansas state K state. This was a, this was one of the better games of the day was great to see the little guy win Jonathan Adams, absolutely stud receiver for, for Arkansas state uh, K state. Like I said, I think both these teams affected by COVID pretty bad. Uh, K state O line was the thing that stood out to me as just absolutely awful. Raising some red flags there, but look, Arkansas state probably should have been like that Memphis game. They left a lot of points out there. I think we, I think if you're in that Arkansas state locker room, if you're an Arkansas state fan or you just cover college football, you knew that that team could have played better. They dropped a couple big time passes. They, uh, they had a uh, Memphis had a crazy interception. Um, Memphis also had a fake punt that, that worked out very well for them. So I thought that Arkansas state, I was all over it all week until I, like I said, I already went through the story where I found out that that many players got got COVID. So I tried to fade them, Uh, but I was all over them all week to cover that and potentially win. So there is that big win for the Sun Belt in Arkansas state. And I think they're a player in that conference. I think coming into the season, everyone thought app state for sure. Louisiana Lafayette might be able to push them. I'm going to say this conference is legit. I said it last year when I rated my conferences, I had them right behind the ACC. I think I did last year. I had SEC one, Big Ten two. Uh, I believe I had the Big Twelve three, Pac twelve four, AAC five, Mountain West six, AA or ACC seven for last year, and then eight uh, Sun Belt, nine Conference USA, and ten the MAC. But the Sun Belt's getting better and better, and 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 they got some some programs that I think. I mean, you saw it last year when Georgia State beat Tennessee and beat them pretty handily in Knoxville. Um, you saw it last year. App State took down South Carolina, took down North Carolina. Um, th- this this uh, conference is is really growing, and I think it's it's kind of fascinating that they're much better. In my opinion, just a much better, much better and deeper and tougher conference than the Conference USA which you would think was supposed to be the next level up. But uh, yeah, I think Arkansas state's a player in that wouldn't be surprised if uh, some of the other schools in, in that conference uh, show up, I'll get to them next up Syracuse, North Carolina. We talked about that cues by the way. Whew. Now I, I didn't know that both their running backs were sitting out cues withheld their uh, some, uh, some information on certain players and I, I even got really scared about this. because I was reading about them on Friday night. Apparently like a lot of players, you know, they've had issues, whether it's the, uh, whether it, you know, with, with the, the current climate of our society, I guess you, you could say like, I, I don't know. I haven't really dove into to what's happened, but you've had players sit out because of that players sit out because of COVID. They didn't want to practice for a while. So the, the mental state scared me, but then also, obviously I didn't know that, the, that certain players were sitting out Makes it makes it hard to handicap, but uh, one thing I did not—I mean, the Syracuse O line. Oh man, I think this could be a really bad team this year. If they don't get some players back healthy or or whatever, opting back in. Um, I'm gonna fade the cues. I think North Carolina, though, who I'm bullish on this year. If you listen to my preseason uh, podcast, was took a little time to get woken up, and I there's some there were some red flags still. How? Didn't look unbelievable to me. Um, we'll say that defense and Jay Bateman, good DC, really good DC. I'm high on. I liked the defense. 
the running back play and receivers. I think that the offense will come along. Uh, they get Charlotte this week before they go back to the ACC play, I believe. Um, but yeah, they covered. Hey, good enough. Good enough, man. You got to improve though. Before, if 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 I think they're going to be a contender, they need to improve week by week. Then we go to Morgantown, where Eastern Kentucky, who I faded, I locked up as a fade in the Marshall game. I took WVU in this one, didn't lock it up, but uh, Eastern Kentucky breaking in the new coach. They just signed up to just get destroyed by the schools of West Virginia. They lose 56 to 10. WVU had a bunch of players suspended. So looking good. Beat a, a, a seven and five team from a season ago in the FCS um, with a bunch of players suspended. So that's impressive, despite it being a, an FCS team. Next down the line, the real storyline, one of the bigger storylines is the raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette in Iowa State. Uh, I was all over this one. I thought Levi Lewis, Billy Napier doing a great job. They kind of own this whole game. Now they had some, I would say if you special teams was this thing you circle of probably why they won this game, but they shut out Iowa state in the second half. That's really impressive. Uh, I was all over the points here. I thought potential money line play, but uh, beside that, I thought potentially, I mean, look, there's this, this factor that me and Patty C talked about is what do you guys think? I think like Manhattan, Kansas and Ames, Iowa without fans is a gigantic deal because I think these are the type of teams that feed off of, you know, that's a live place normally. So I think the fact that they don't have that advantage, they might have a tough year and same with K state, same with some other schools out there that are traditionally have a good, you know, that are pretty much a, a pretty good team, but, but normally can upset a lot of big name teams in their, in their home environment. I think that's another huge factor going on here. Uh, army beats UL Monroe. I was all over this. I actually bet this Saturday morning, uh, 37 to seven. So they, they beaten middle Tennessee, 42, nothing. Now Louisiana Monroe, 37, seven, uh, Monroe is in the Sun Belt, and they're the only team that I believe is truly horrible. Did defensive coordinator quit on them about a week or two ago, and they got it to get a lot better because that conference schedule coming. I don't know if I see many wins army though, playing great ball. It's a shame that BYU game got canceled. I was really looking forward to checking that BYU game out. Uh, I hear they might try to schedule someone uh, really fast for this week, but clock is against them, but the black Knights looking great. Love me some Jeff Munkin. Love me some triple option football. All right. Now we go to South bend Duke, Notre Dame. Mm. I Pick Notre Dame minus 20, and I even teased this thing. I was not impressed. I mean, I'll say this I was impressed with the Notre Dame running backs. They got a deep running back field. That new freshman's a stud. But Ian Book, <laughs> I was not very impressed. The wide receivers, I was not very impressed. The secondary, I was not very impressed. The D line, though, was impressive. Uh, so people that think these that Notre Dame's a contender, I still don't see it. When I watch these games, I don't see it. Patty C even agreeing with me through via text. I know he's not here to speak on that, but uh, even his, because he picked them to go to the playoffs, I believe. Duke, I will say though, pleasantly surprised in there. You know, I knew the defense was good, but Chase Bryce, Cutcliffe doing a great job. I, I really think Duke, I, we took them on the over. I think they're going to find some wins this year, and I think they could upset a couple, a couple, game, a couple teams that we just don't see. We don't, we don't th- like Virginia tech. They beat them. I think what 45 to 10 in Blacksburg a season ago. I'd count on them beating somebody. They should, they shouldn't in the next few weeks or next month or two. Uh, after that, like I said, UTSA, Texas state wild, wild game and UTSA fucking me on the cover or sorry, Texas state fucking me on the cover. They had their chance to kick or miss an extra point to win the game with about 20 seconds left. Also missed about a 20 yard field goal in overtime. Text this game was if you haven't if you're into if you love football like me and you rewatch games, watch this one. This one was bananas. This was a bananas game, but UTSA disproving my theory of I was fading first year coaches and they got it done. Now I truly do believe that UTSA would have lost this game had McBride been playing for Texas State. Uh 
but I was impressed with the quarterback play of UTSA. And I was also impressed with their defensive line. So something to keep, you know, take note of if you're a conference USA fan or UTSA fan. So I think Texas state Oh, and two best Oh, and two team in the country, right? They're better than people think. Okay. Then we get to the one that I I'm kicking myself for. Why do I buy? Why did I buy into the hype? I knew I watched all I've watched for like four years in a row. The Florida state offensive line be horrible. And for these college football fans out there, I think that's all Taggart. No, that's Jimbo Fisher too. He left this team with a shitty offensive line, his final two years there. Then Taggart took over and yes, he was terrible. And their offensive line was terrible. I think the worst in the power five last year. I really believe that. I don't think they're the worst this year. Cause I think Syracuse might be worse power five wise, but I, you know, all the hype against North Valley is going to get the ball out hotter. Big time coach. I was, you know, I was kind of on the fence. I, I, it's only his first game. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt of this COVID, but I was a little skeptical of the hire and I'll be honest. Like I thought Georgia tech on gut it, reaction. I was like, I'm taking Georgia tech in the points. But then as I thought about it, I'm like, man, Norvell's got to make a statement to, to, to the fans there. That's different. It's different than the final two years under Fisher or Taggart or whatever. Right now. Now should have rode with Georgia tech. Love what Jeff Collins is doing there, man. I've been, I was saying that all off season. I like what he's doing. I love the physicality the team is playing with like that freshman quarterback Sims and his story, how Norvell dropped his, uh, his scholarship. Once he came there, he's supposed to go to Florida state. So he ends up at Georgia tech and uh, yeah, love. I, I, they, if they could kick a field goal, man, this game wouldn't have even been close. They would have won by, I think what they missed an extra point. They had an extra point block, two more field goals. So what, how many points they left seven points out there. They would have won by 10. So it wouldn't even have had it, but came down to the final drive. But yeah, Florida State, look out, man, because your schedule is tough coming up. Next, I think five of your next six games, you should not be favored in. It's going to be a tough year for Seminole fans if they don't fix some of the problems. Uh, Austin P. Pitt, wow. Big Austin P. We knew, I mean, I, I locked this one. Pitt's D line, elite. Pitt's, Pitt's secondary, elite. 55 to nothing. They destroyed them. We don't really need to talk about that one much. Campbell, Georgia Southern. This was a great game. Mike Minter, the former Nebraska uh, Cornhusker defensive back, played with the Packers and the Panthers. New head coach at Campbell, I think. I think it's his second year. Maybe his first. Um, well, he he gave Georgia Southern a run for their money, man. And he went for two, even after a false start. So they lost 27-26 at Georgia Southern. And they were up most of this game. He went for two, even after a, a false start or delay a game, he went for two from the seven yard line. Didn't get it. Loved the cojones play actually should have recovered the on. Uh, they, they did. They did recover the onside kick. Horrible, horrible uh, job by the refs there in that game. I thought that was a garbage call. Um, Georgia Southern though, 33 players out still rallying for the victory. Once again, a huge win for the Sun Belt. And I still think Georgia Southern people will see that score and say 27, 26 against Campbell who went six and five in the FCS last year. What is that? Well, Campbell's a rising program first off. And then when you have 33 starters or 33 starters, 33 players suspended, look, just to get out of there with the win, just get out, get out of there with the fucking win. And they did. And I still think this team will be a thorn in the side of some other Sunbelt teams that we're mentioning Arkansas state, perhaps app state, perhaps Lafayette and some of the other ones. Uh, Missouri state, Oklahoma, Oklahoma won 48, nothing. The game should have never been played. Missouri state went one and 10 on the FCS slate last year. They're like a D three team to me. They sh- you shouldn't, they would lose to the best D three team. I feel pretty confident in that. Um, that game should never happen. I hear Spencer Rattler look great, but I mean, it's hard to judge. We'll see this week um, or next week. Uh, then you got the Citadel, South Florida, the Citadel, this, this game had the greatest football play I've ever seen where the Citadel punter goes to punt. He drops the ball, then grabs it. He's in his own end zone. And then he punts it to another spot in the end zone where a South Florida player catches it. So it was a punt return for a touchdown of zero yards, 27 to six. This one hurt because I took the Citadel. I didn't bet this, but I took it on the spreadsheet. 
And if it wasn't for that punt, we would have covered that. I was getting 20 and a half. So I got 26 and a half. I lost by a half a point in this uh, South Florida though. Congrats to Jeff Scott grabbing the, f- the first victory of his coaching career. All right. Now this was a great game. Tulane, South Alabama hated to see the way that this one ended. I hate that call on the punt where if you jump in, it's just a dumb rule. Um, Tulane, South Alabama, South Alabama winning most of that game. Tulane rallies, Willie Fritz doing the thing. You know, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed watching this game. I think South Alabama is still a, a team that's going to give some teams in the Sun Belt fits. And I expect Tulane to give some teams in the AAC fits. So, uh, I mean, we covered this one. I thought about, I actually almost bet the money line on this. And, and thankfully I didn't because the, I mean, South Alabama was up. I want to say like probably 90% of this game. Tulane rallies late, gets the win. Great game. And then you got Clemson wake surprised. I lost. I did bet Clemson minus the points late Wake Got a garbage touchdown. I think it was their first touchdown in three years against Clemson. And yeah, Clemson. Uh, it's interesting. The running back play. I mean, they got talent all over the field, but Trevor Lawrence kind of struggled a little bit throwing the ball. I feel like the wideouts are a little different this year, but I'm sure they'll figure that stuff out and get rolling. Uh, how about this one? Houston Baptist, who I watched last week against North Texas, who I thought maybe had the worst defense ever took Texas tech down to the wire. Houston Baptist only has three games on their schedule. So they're Oh, and two now, but they lost to Texas tech 35, 33, two point loss. And man, was I rooting for the Huskies to get it done at Houston Baptist. Um, Texas tech. That's not what I was expecting. Luckily you got away with the win, man. Survive in advance, but I was not impressed, especially watching that Houston Baptist defense. Uh, UTEP, Texas, Texas rolls 59 to three. I did bet this one and hit on Texas minus 43. (laughs) UTEP's the worst team in division one football, football with COVID without COVID. I know we only have 76 teams, but even last year they're horrible. They would not be good on an FCS level. I mean that they would not be a good team on an FCS level. They should have lost to Stephen F. Austin probably a week ago, who was a three and seven or three and eight team on the FCS ranks a season ago. I'm going to fade UTEP all year. You heard it here first. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what that tells me about Texas. I expected that just like I expected Oklahoma. I was making fun of Joel Klatt. You know, I love Joel Klatt former Colorado quarterback. And I think he's a good analyst brings up a lot of good points all the time, but he's like big 12. I know it was an embarrassing day. You lost three games to the Sun Belt, but Oklahoma and Texas look good. He said, and I'm like, dude, well, of course they look good. That, I mean, you could have put Kansas state against UTEP and they would have looked good. You could have took, if you substitute out any of the big 12 teams and play them against Missouri state and UTEP, they're going to look good. I guarantee that. I guarantee that. So, but isn't that ironic though, that their two best schools are playing the two teams that probably no one should be playing. Like why is K state got to take a a chance on Arkansas state who's made bowl games, nine straight years, or, you know, you know, that game's a potential game. Why does uh, Baylor La tech, even though the game never happened or Lafayette, you know, Lafayette, Iowa state. That's a, that's a money game. Uh, Lafayette won 10 games a season ago. They're taking real chances while Texas and Oklahoma are sitting there, you know, playing it safe. I hate it. I hate it because the analysts don't bring it up enough. Like what are they? Sp- I, I get it. Look, it's COVID. They're probably just scrambling to schedule games. I think Missouri state was already on the schedule, but it doesn't it still doesn't matter to me. Like that needs to be called out, needs to be called out. Uh, Western Kentucky, Louisville. I locked this game. I don't know what Louisville's coach was thinking late in that game. Uh, Satterfield, my guy Satterfield, but this game, even though it was 14, I feel like it was really 21 Western Kentucky though. I kind of like this team. I think going forward in the conference USA, I might, I might take the, uh, the Hilltoppers in some games. I like Pigrome at quarterback, Maryland transfer. And then, uh, so going forward in Louisville, I still think Louisville is a dangerous, dangerous team in the ACC. Very explosive offense. 
but um, the final game of the night was coastal Carolina, Kansas. And boy, how about the Sun Belt and the Chanticleers two years in a row? Dude, they were up 28 nothing on Les Miles in Kansas. 28 nothing. Now, Kansas did rally to make this thing a little bit of a game. Horrible, horrible. The Kansas should actually made it even closer. There was a horrible onside kick call late in that game. Absolutely horrible offsides. That, would not, that was not true. And Kansas had recovered it. So that might have been more of a game. But Coastal Carolina, though, still was the better team throughout that whole game. Own the defense, own the line of scrimmage, really. Um, and the Chanticleers, you know, they they were top ten. I was on I was on Coastal Carolina, and they returned. They were like top ten in returning talent, so uh, returning starters. So I was all over the Chanticleers, and Kansas was in the bottom ten. I like Coastal Carolina to be another good Sun Belt team this year that could could really, you know, play some ball. So I, I can't wait to get into the Sun Belt schedule. I bet you didn't think you'd hear that this year. Anyway, that's our recap right there. So, all right. I want to tell you guys though, that the college experience is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Oh yeah. You got to check out mybookie.ag. It's the best place to bet. You know, sports are, sports are fully back. They're fully back. They got everything going right now. Look, major league baseball, NHL hockey, NBA basketball, if that's your thing. NFL now fully going. I'm watching the game right now. I'm recording this as the game is on. And, uh, you know, college football back. I think the Big Ten might be back soon, surprisingly. Maybe the Pac-12 follows suit. I don't know. But we'll have all these avenues to bet. There's other stuff out there, too. You can bet on golf, bowling, indie racing, all that stuff. The best lines available Please get yourself over to mybookie.ag. You can rejoice. It's time to celebrate that NFL season. Got to do it. Got to do it. So uh, get over to uh, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP to double your first deposit only at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. You know, now is the time to celebrate. It's, it really is the time to celebrate because we know this as football season. Football is back. Yes, take that, COVID. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of this weekend's action with over $8 million up for grabs across all their contests. To kick off the season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at $1 million in top prizes or a $1 million top prize with your first deposit when you enter the promo code SGP to sign up. Get in now. Get in on the action. Get over there. Download this app. You can, look, all you got to do is draft your lineup. All right. And feel the sweat like never before. I did this with both NFL and college. Won about 60 bucks in college yesterday. Got some NFL going now. But draft your lineup. Feel the sweat like never before. Every run, every pass. And catch mean more with the DraftKings lineup. That is very true. It's simple, too. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Anyone can do this. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a shot at a million dollars, right? Come on now. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code SGP for a limited time. New users can get a free shot at $1 million top prize and compete for over $8 million in prizes across all contests. Don't miss this extra special week two bonus. Enter the code SGP to get a free shot at $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code SGP only at DraftKings. Make it rain, baby. All right. Dantabase top 25 time. We're counting down from, if you're the first time listener to the Dantabase top 25, we count down backwards. All right. And I'm going to call it out from the start, from the start. People are going to shit on me. I had to take a sip, sip of alcohol here. Oklahoma is not in my top 25, mainly because they played Missouri state. And I have no way to judge how good they are when you play a team that bad. I don't, I personally think there should be some type of a committee or person in charge of college football. Maybe a few people. Maybe not Condoleezza Rice on the playoff committee, but I'm talking about there needs to be a president 
There needs to be rules, guidelines. You should not play a team that bad. You should not. It should not happen. They could have won by 100 if they wanted to. So my 25th team is Texas Tech. And look, this team doesn't really belong in the top 25, but I believe you keep an honest top 25. You look at the performance, Houston Baptist, although not amazing in the FCS ranks by any means. Um, they're much better than Missouri state. Houston Baptist had a quarterback those that threw for just about 4,000 yards a season ago, two receivers, one receiver that had, I think 107 catches last year. Other one had a in the nineties. So over 200 catches between the two. And they also have a pretty elite running back. Now the downfall is that Baptist defense has been awful, but Texas tech had problems with it. So Texas tech escapes with the win. It's better competition than Missouri state. Now, sure. They only won by two, but I think Houston Baptist would beat Missouri state by three touchdowns. I really do. So that's how I'm basing this off of this. I'm saying, Hey, both it's harder this year too, with COVID because you're only got so many teams right now that have played a game. So in case you're wondering, no, no big 10 teams, no PAC 12 teams, even no sec teams currently, because we need to see before you just all of a sudden rank them. So 25 is Texas tech, which, you know, it's COVID year. That should never, normally that would never happen. I don't think at 24, I even see, I even put Texas tech behind a team. That's a one and one. And that's the UAB blazers. Uh, UAB, I thought played Miami fairly decent. Um, I didn't uh, really understand the coaching philosophy from, from Bill Clark, uh, multiple times during that game. But, um, still, uh, I think this team's good. And I think them beating central Arkansas, I think central Arkansas is better than a lot of teams in the FBS. I think central Arkansas would whoop, would absolutely whoop Missouri state. They would also whoop Houston Baptist. They would also whoop uh, UTEP and a few other schools that played this weekend. Um, so I got the blazers at 24. They also went on the road to Miami. Um, had it had this game at 17, 14. Now they lost 31, 14, but it was 17-14 in the third quarter, and you're thinking, okay, we got a game. I like this UAB team going forward. I think they're better. They've played two games also. This year's even harder because you got so many different teams playing to, to do this system, but I still think it's way more honest than the top 25. Uh, at 23, I got the West Virginia Mountaineers handling business, winning by, what, I think, what, 46 points? 56 to 10, right? I think if that's, I think uh, uh, that was the score. They beat Eastern Kentucky. They had a ton of guys suspended. So I think that that's fantastic of them. Uh, Eastern Kentucky was a seven and five FCS team a season ago. Um, Don't think they're that bad of a team. They would definitely whoop some of the other FCS teams that have played this weekend. Um, So give it up for West Virginia. And at 22, I'm going to stay in the state of West Virginia. And I'll do Marshall because they won 59 to nothing against Eastern Kentucky. So we have uh, back-to-back weeks to look at these, uh, these performances. Marshall played better than West Virginia, even though West Virginia had a bunch of players suspended. It is what it is. You got to rank it off what you see. Marshall was the better team against Eastern Kentucky. Uh, at 21, I'm going to go with Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern barely beat Campbell, but I think Campbell, first off, they did have a winning record in the FCS a season ago. And I think they're going to be even better than they were last year. Mike Minter doing a great job, like I mentioned before. But Georgia Southern also had 30 players out. They found a way to get the win. Nice fourth quarter rally. Was really impressed by Georgia Southern. I think they're going to be good this year. At 20, and this team will probably be higher as the season goes along. I got Pitt, the Pittsburgh Panthers, this D-line. I love it. The secondary, I love it. I, I think the offense is going to be better with Mark Whipple year two with Kenny Pickett. So I got the Panthers at 20. At 19, I got the North Texas mean green because guess what? That Houston Baptist win, or I'm sorry, that Houston, yeah, that Houston Baptist win, they've only played one game and they kind of destroyed Houston Baptist. Could have beat them by more. It took the foot off the gas. And uh, obviously with Baptist having a great show against Texas tech, that helps North Texas's resume. In my opinion, give me North Texas and Seth Latrell at 19 currently. 
Um, at 18, South Alabama. Yes, I know they're one and one, but the Southern Miss win on the road, I think was a good win. And the fact that they were winning this game against Tulane 90% of the time, they ended up losing this on kind of a garbage call, if you ask me, but they probably they might have lost anyway. They were trailing. So I like South Alabama, though. I think they're a tough team. I think they're uh they're right right now they have a better win than North Texas and Pitt. So that's the logic there. At 17, I got the Arkansas State Red Wolves. They're my top rated team with a loss. And I think, like I mentioned prior, the Memphis game, that game was close. And I think they, they kind of shot themselves in a foot in the foot with a couple situations there. So it was nice to see them go into Manhattan, get the win and, and rally. Cause I like this team. They're at 17. They have the best win of any team with a loss in my opinion. And they also scheduled the hardest. They opened up with Memphis and K state kudos to Arkansas state and Blake Anderson uh, at 16. The worst undefeated team I think out there right now. UTSA. The Roadrunners. Why would I put UTSA in and Oklahoma out? Well, because UTSA beat Texas State, a FBS school. An FBS school that would destroy Missouri State. Texas State would win by five touchdowns. I feel confident with that. Uh, so I got UTSA. Now, this game was wild. They could have easily lost this on if the dude makes an extra point. <laughs> but I got them at 16. I highly doubt they're going to be here in two weeks. Um, at 15, I got the Longhorns of Texas because even though I feel like Texas State is much better than whoever Texas played, which, uh, uh, which is UTEP, Texas won by 55 points or whatever, 53 points. UTSA won in double overtime against Texas State. So I'm going to give a little bit of credit to Texas for just blowing out the worst team in all of college football in the, on the FBS level and surpass them over UTSA. But at 14, I will take SMU. Because SMU kind of, now, you, Texas State gave them a little bit of a game, but SMU was kind of, a, they still handled that game. I feel like they were in the lead the majority of that game. So I have SMU at 14, Texas at 15 currently. At 13, I got the, the chant that clears. I never thought they'd be. See what COVID has brought us? They're in the, they're in the database top 25 with a nice road victory against Kansas winning 28 nothing or uh, I'm sorry going up 28 nothing and winning I think 38 23 gotta give it up to the Chanticleers uh at 12 I got Tulane Tulane one and oh great road win against South Alabama really impressed how this team battled back to get the win love me some Willie Fritz and the green wave all right and at 11 I got the Appalachian State Mountaineers it was sloppy it was rainy it was messy but when they needed to, this team made the plays they needed to win this game and pull away from Charlotte, who was a bowl team last year. So I think it's a quality victory. Give it up for the Mountaineers. All right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by BetQL. You want to get an advantage over the sports book with the NBA, NHL, and MLB back in action. Well, guess what? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Their best bets algorithm scans thousands of data points to give you a best bet recommendation for every game and gives you the reasoning behind why you should place that bet. I'm serious. I've used this thing. It's really cool. It's you, know, you open up this, this uh, website, you click on whatever game you want. And it's really cool because they'll show you. It's like got bar graphs. It looks like, I mean, it's really impressive. It's like, ah, oh, well, Texas State's run defense placed uh, 112th last year. So, you know, and then they give you predict a score prediction, uh, how risky your bet is, all this type of stuff. I looked at it for the uh, for the uh, Houston Baptist game against uh, Texas Tech, and it was pretty cool. I mean, it was off a little bit, but I recommend it. I recommend it. I think I think most times it's a pretty pretty good way to place your bets. Um, Becua has sharp data for the NBA, MLB, and NHL. So you want to get an inside edge to see who the pros are backing. You need to check out BetQL. And if you live in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Colorado, or West Virginia, you can claim exclusive offers from sports books and use BetQL's data to make the right bets. 
Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. You can also head to betql.co and enter the code SGB20 for 20% off your first description. So, make sure you check out BetQL. It's really cool. I'm serious. I'm not bullshitting you on this one. I'm not bullshitting you on any of these ones. We got great ones. We got great sponsors right now. Football season's back. Let's do the damn thing. All right. Where the hell was I at? Trying to have a beverage here. Trying to talk database top 25, even though there's barely 25 teams that, that have won. <laughs> uh, at number 10, I got the Tar Heels of North Carolina. Um, hmm. It was a good win. You covered somehow, but I wasn't overly impressed, but it's game one. I get it. There's no spring ball. None of that stuff. So carry on. But I, I, and it's a power five win, even though I think they're going to be, it's going to be a really bad power five win when it's all said and done. Give it up for the Tar Heels at 10 at nine. I got the fighting Irish and Notre Dame wasn't really impressed either, but got it done. Got it done when you had to. I think Duke's going to be better than Syracuse. That's my logic right now. Duke was more impressive than Syracuse. Notre Dame playing a better opponent, grabbing the win. I think Notre Dame should be ranked ahead of North Carolina based off that. At number eight, I got Louisiana Lafayette. How can I have Louisiana Lafayette higher than Notre Dame? Simple. They went cross-country or halfway across the country, went to a team that everyone was high on. Shit, I just read a week ago, some people were calling them to win the Big 12, and they won. And they didn't just win. They shut them out the second half, and they won convincing. It wasn't a gimmick. So I got the Raging Cajuns at number eight. At number seven, I got the Miami Hurricanes. Look, I think them and Louisiana Lafayette, you could argue. But... I will say uh, Miami only played, you know, they played at home. So maybe, maybe we should actually, I will switch that. I'm going to switch that right now. I honor road victories more than, more than home victories. So at eight, I'll have Miami, which they won at home against UAB at seven. I'll have Lafayette because that was a a big win, but Iowa state, we don't know how good they're going to be, especially without fans. Miami beat the UAB teams that that's won a game at least, but I think Lafayette deserves to be seven. They went on the road winning on the road. I think tells more about your team. And then at number six, I got the Memphis Tigers. Now they won at home, but they beat Arkansas state who I think is a very good football team. As you saw with Arkansas state beating Kansas state in Manhattan, give it up for the Tigers. They got hit with COVID. They were supposed to play. And now I don't know when they're playing, but at number five, I got the Louisville Cardinals. Look, I loved, uh, I like this team. They got to fix some things on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe, you know, it was the first game. So you look, there's some jitters. You know what I mean? There's, there's some, they just didn't look polished all the way, but they have so much skill at certain positions. I can't wait to watch them progress as the season goes along. I like this Louisville Cardinal team. I think Cunningham is a baller at quarterback. I like the running backs, the wideouts. O-line got to get a little bit better. Defense definitely got to get better, but uh, excited to watch them as the season goes along. Western, they beat Western Kentucky. It was a nine-win team who I was still impressed with Western Kentucky during this game. Uh, at number four, I got the BYU Cougars. Yes, they're only 1-0, and their game just got canceled against Army. But they beat a 10, a Navy was one, uh, what, 10 or 11 games a season ago, and they won 55 to three. That, and they went cross country to do that. That's an ass kicking. I know Navy didn't tackle, but that should not be BYU's fault. BYU at number four in the database top 25. At number three, I got the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets coming up. Big, look, road wins against a power five. You better believe I'm going to take that and make that means a lot to me. That means a lot to me. So I got the yellow jackets at number three and at number two, I got the Clemson tigers. Look, I feel like they could have won by more, but I get it. Maybe it's COVID. It's a weird season. Maybe you take, take the players out early. I don't know, but it's a road win. 
against a team that I guess you should definitely beat. Didn't cover, but it was still impressive. And at number one, I got the only two and O team, the army black Knights. Gotta give it up for the black Knights and not the way they've been doing it. They've only given up seven points in two games against two FBS opponents. Look, I don't care if it's two bad FBS opponents. I don't, I think middle Tennessee might end up being a bowl team this year. They just dominated. All right. So you got to give it up for them. We've seen more of them than any other team for the most part. And, uh, well, we've seen a few teams, but give it up for army. The black Knights, they're number one in the database top 25. Currently, I'm sure since they don't have a game this week, other teams do, they might get passed, but I think this is a more honest system. This is the database top 25 on the college experience. Guys, please rate review, share. We need all that. We really, really need that. I can't emphasize that enough. We want more sponsors. Sponsors look at our comments. So if you can get over to iTunes and give me a five-star review, look, come on, get over there, get over there. If you mention pick Dundee in a five-star review, I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? How about that? Take a screenshot, send it to me on Twitter at the Colby D. I am on Twitter at the Colby D. Patty C is at Patty C831. NC Nick is at NC underscore NICK. We handicap every single college football and college basketball game. We, we, we release a spreadsheet throughout the week on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Make sure you check it out. We've been doing this, been over 500 for three years straight. Do it for free the way it should be done, right? The Sports Gambling Podcast is on Twitter at the SGP network. Check out that most recent football bill Burr episode. We dropped also have a good college football preview with Mike Leach available. Get over there. Sports Check those things out. This is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out.